Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified audio engineer, Sean Lewis. And I'm coming to you today to bring you a remote show. Lucky and Chew got into this one right away with no introductions, so I'm doing the intro. We're going on a field trip. We're turning to the scene of a crime. Headed out to the barracks, the compound of the one and only, the man, the myth, the graffiti legend, Risk, on the Hard Luck Show. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two, one, two. Did you shave or get a haircut or something? What's a haircut. Is haircut. that what that is? Haircut. haircut. Nice trim, Jim. Up, I need to get cleaned up. Yeah. Mom, I, need like, hat, I need a Supermax hat, bro. I need a Supermax hat. a Supermax hat? Damn. Times are tough, man. Oh, fuck, <laughs> They ain't that tough. They ain't that tough. No, they're not that tough. I fucking blew it. It'll be in the mail. Tomorrow morning, it'll be shipped out. Remember Supermax? What size, what size shirts are you, by the way? XL, okay. large on a good day. Sweet. Ah, <laughs> hey, we can give you a, we give you some large to give you something to work towards, right? <laughs> right. They'll inspire me. Um, we're just talking about Van Halen. Yeah. Just the last show. Remember we when were we talking about Van, Halen. about Van Halen, and it brought me back to I went to a Van Halen concert with this kid that lived across the street from Uni High. Yeah. And I remember that night. What was the name? I forget this kid's name. He had an older sister. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I know you know her. That's why I'm trying to think of her name. It's more important. Um, but we went, and I remember that night we were hanging out. We were, like, smoking weed, and he lived right across from Uni. And I started thinking about Uni. I started thinking about you yeah. and Cell. And Cell. it was like, we grew up in that era, man. Yeah. And Van Halen was like, dude, Bro, how many times Kiss did we go to Stoner shit, Park, listen to Halen? That little park up on Beverly Glen, we went there. Remember that? Yeah, dude, remember that shit? Yeah. Dude, we would. Dude, at this point in time, this is what would happen on the weekends. They go to go to a keg party, whatever. Yeah. Wrap up. The cops come, and then we'd all drive up the hill to like a park above Los Angeles, like a hundred kids, bro. Yeah. With everybody coming out of the trunks, and we steal the keg. We steal the keg when the party when the party party get wrapped. We walk out with the keg. Right. We take the keg with us, throw it in the car, and go have another party. Right. Good and times. Dude, this is like a hundred. It's like a hundred kids. 75 kids what, fighting, what, what? yelling, this is cars over Drink, fight, radio. fuck. Drink, fight, fuck. Drink, fight, fuck. Drink, fight, fuck. Drink, fight, fuck. This is like, yeah. you're like talking about like Bel Air and Homeby Hills. Yeah. You're talking about these parks up in these areas. Yeah, where yeah but what? Hey, how uh, wild was that? Because think about that. I, all I remember is the park on Beverly Hills, bro. Uh, Beverly Hills, uh, Beverly Glen, that park. That's yeah. the only one I remember for good reasons I remember that park but was that top of the world uh, no this is kind of lower by sunset but okay. it's a cut but the houses around are bomb ass houses mm-hmm. and we'd be there fucking going nuts all night now I never I don't remember a cop ever coming to that park ever no well, I'm, it was just a different time yeah. but when was a that? citizen a neighbor would come out before a cop would yeah, right for sure, for sure 
Some lady would come out and start trying to preach to you or something. What years? And a guy would come out and he'd look at all the chicks and be like, I know what you guys are doing. All right, you're cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, bro. That's exactly how it works. But this, we're talking about, we're talking about 82, 83, right? Yeah. Right? Right in there. Man. That was the top. I mean, that was when Van Halen, that was when Van Halen was like, it wasn't like a golden oldie. That was back Bro, when that, that was, was blowing your... making out. Jamie's crying in the backseat, making out with a chick. <sighs> yeah. that, that was like the... See, this kid right here, he doesn't even have any stubble on his chin. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about Van Halen. He has no idea. <laughs> yeah, to him, it's some cool old shit. Man. He probably knows Van Hagar. Right, exactly. <laughs> Cabo Wallo. Shit, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Pulled up. There was a bad accident on 405. Yeah, That's man, why know, I got held up. It's crazy. Um, I'm from New Orleans, right? So when it rains, people know how to drive. Like here, when it rains, fucking the world's shut down. No right. One, people no one can freak drive out in the rain here. Like, you don't but see- also, I get it also because like when it rains, all the smog and shit, the, the, the ground gets oily and shit. So I get that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? I don't. I mean, to a certain extent, a lot of people are transplants. I mean, yeah. the reason they should remember, like, how to drive in the rain, because that's why they left Minnesota. That's why they left Colorado. Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. That's why they left those places. So I, I kind of trip out about that. But you know what? It doesn't matter rain or not. It, traffic's going to be fucked up in L.A. no matter what you do. Right? Yeah, right? And the traffic, by the way, by Until the way, too much, the traffic's back. Now. Right. The traffic's back, bro. Right. It's, yeah. That little like break we had when yeah. you're jumping on like the 101 and 405, nobody's on the one. Yeah. Right. Those days are long over with, bro. Right. It's back. Hey, you know what? So it's been a year for COVID, right? So it was, it was right. great. And now it's like, it's it's almost, a, you know, COVID's still here, obviously, but it's almost at the end of the past. The traffic, you're like, what the fuck? Because obviously the business is opening back up because there's traffic sure. everywhere. Sure. You know? I mean, the amount of traffic that's out there is Pre-COVID. letting you know. Pre COVID traffic. Right. 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 Pre COVID traffic just yeah. brought back. I would say so, but that lets you know, like, if that many people are on the fucking road, then they're going to work. They're engaged, like they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. So shit's yeah. moving. It is, but you know, the thing is, is what's weird about it is how everybody kind of knows it's over. Like everybody's getting the same message that it's over. Uh-huh. And the other part of it is, is even though it's kind of over. I don't see how the world's going to go back to the way it was. It won't. It won't. Let's talk about yeah. that. That's, yeah. a good, that's a great place to start. Right? Oh, well, I guess we already started. Yeah. <laughs> First it was five fuck right drink. Yeah. Now it's like we ain't going back to pre-COVID life. In I, two minutes we'll be talking about Jimmy Hoffa and where the body's at. I know I'm not leaving. You know, I, I, I'm going to leave, obviously, to go do – there's some murals that I really want to do. But a lot of the stuff, you know, you know I, I broke up my chick, right? So I was traveling a lot to be away, you know, for mm-hmm. her as much as me, you know, just to get out to give ourselves space and stuff. And there's no reason to do that anymore. So I'm going to be here, and I don't want to go anywhere, man. Like, I'm building this spot. I love this spot. And I think life has changed for everyone, man. Like, dude, ordering groceries online now and all that shit. My my life is just different. Let me tell you something. I'm an attorney, right? That's my day job. And now when I go to court, when I used to go to court, I used to have to get in the road and fucking drive down to the court and fucking fight the tribe, all that bullshit, right? Now all court is remote. Yeah. I see no fucking reason why I physically have to be in the courtroom. Right. Why do I need to be there? Right. There's no need. Well, trial. Even trial. Yeah. First of all, there's this weird mystique that a lot of lawyers like to try to like put out there. It's like, once I'm in the room, my fucking presence is going to freak out the person. I'm going to get the real truth about it. Yeah. I'm going to fucking break them yeah. down. They can't lie when they look in my eyes. Yeah. But it's all, <laughs> it's all a bunch of bullshit. The truth is... 
is, and I've done many depositions now via Zoom. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. There's absolutely zero difference. There's no need other than to upcharge or to freak out the other side, yeah. upcharge your client. There's really no need to actually physically be present, even for trial. And they've got trial set up now where it's like the jurors themselves are seeing it remote. Really? The, yeah, absolutely. So is, is this because of COVID? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, interesting. Yeah. It, so it's weird because... But this is what I've told a lot of people. Maybe as an artist, you can kind of speak to this too a little bit. Um, sometimes, like, you know, people before COVID, right? There was kind of a weird anti screen monitor like vibe that was out there where some people were saying, like, it's not real if it's on the screen. And sometimes you got to be in the real world to blah, 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 blah. And my feeling has always been like, your mind is a screen too. Like you, the way you view life and your perspective and the frame and your eyes and all that stuff, the way your mind organizes the colors, details to make a picture, yeah. that is also a screen. You don't think it's a screen because it's so intimate to you. You think you have direct access to reality. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is there's a filter between you. No matter how raw you get, there will still always be a filter. So this focus on screens and how that's changing life and it's not the real thing. Sometimes I say, you know what? Polite society is a fucking monitor. Right. Right? Um, your bullshit ego is a monitor. Mm. Like all of those things are getting in between. So what's the difference if you also you have another piece of glass that you're, you're going through? Maybe... Maybe it's time to just like let go of fetishizing that yeah. and just saying like fuck it, you know, it's all a screen or it's not, it doesn't matter. Something else matters in order to reach in. I don't does that have any application to the art world for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's so much that has to be explained though cuz here's Go the, ahead. Go ahead. Like, like cuz like I see what you're saying if it's if it's black and white, but there's so many gray areas, right? So right. sometimes you need to get in court. And you have to like explain a lot of shit, right? So uh, I don't know if I could talk about the company today that offered me a check yeah. because they use my stuff. Go they, ahead. They infringed. I, I, I don't know. If it's no, no, don't not. say the name. Just yeah, say so the, okay. They infringed so. on my stuff and they use it. And, you know, whatever. So they offered this this check and I was like, cool, whatever. And Wait, then, hold on, hold on. Let me. I'll, I'll keep it generic, but yeah. let me just explain it. Yeah. It's a little bit more than that. It's a company promoting their certain product, right? right? right. Didn't get your permission. Right. Uh, to have your artwork uh, with their product. Right. right? And it's a national campaign. Right. Big. And then they go, and, and I was cool with it. They gave the, the check they're offering. I was like, cool, that's fine. And my attorney's like, no, that's not fine because they offer that too quick. I'm going to ask for Y amount, whatever, cool, whatever. Yeah. And the, the problem when they got me where they kind of pissed me off, they go, well, we didn't think it was artwork. We just thought it was a blue wall. And I said, well, now you fucked up. Right. Because uh -huh. <laughs> I was ready to take the check and walk away. But right. now that you want to like throw some fucking... Try to tell me Shit, what the like, fuck Because you obviously put my tag in it, so you obviously knew what the fuck it was, you know? So, yeah. But anyway, back to your question. No, no, no. I like this for a second. Back to Let your question. Like, so I think when you go to court, you have to say, well, Your Honor, why is mine worth X amount? Is because, you know, for a local company, I would charge this amount. Yeah. And that's what they offered me. For a national commercial, I'd charge this amount. Sure. And this is what I've done in the past, X, Y, Z. For this amount, yeah. that's why it justifies that amount. And I, you know, I can't just explain it through a screen. You have to be able to listen. I'll do you one better. Yeah. The judge himself is a fucking screen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So whether you show up, in, whether you show up in front of the judge, or the judge is just looking at you, explain what you just explained. You yeah. don't have to be in a room for him to understand. Like, look, for a local company, risk does this. Yeah. Right. 
When it's this big, and by the way, we've got stats, which you're not going to use a screen to explain the stats. You're right. going to have your lawyer submit a declaration with some attached fucking certified actual data, yeah. right? And you're going to say, on a national campaign, when risk is part of what you're doing, your shit blows up to this level. Yeah. How do we know? Because it's happened in the past about 10 times. Yeah. And right? all these companies, like, it's part of the added value is... You know, of course, because of the social media shit and all that shit. But, you know. but you know, the, it's funny thing about court. Like, I love court. Like, I fucking get off on it. I watch right. every court show, every TV show. Right. I've been going to court my whole life. Hey, by the way, if if you don't mind me throwing it, hold on a second. I just want. I just want. Right, I, I mean, because you keep it real, bro. I right? yeah. keep it real. What? I know that you're going through it right now. Where's that at right now? Because I know you're talking. We are having to do the court thing on this thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know. You talking about my chick? Yeah. Yeah. So we broke up, and you know we're we're cool. Everything's cool. Um, but you know, there's a lot of emotions in it and shit. You know, mm-hmm. you know, she's emotional and I'm emotional, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know, she keeps threatening me with the court, whatever. I don't want to go to court. You know, if she goes to court. Hey, bro. Let me just say. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. Go ahead. <laughs> I've seen this guy operate in some courtrooms. Like I've seen some shit happen with this guy. I've seen some shit look real bad for Risk. Right. And Risk turn around and walk out like owning part of the company and getting huge. I've seen this guy. People, other artists would <laughs> That's go to him. That's why you love court. Other artists <laughs> He's would like go a to Matlock him. guy. He's like, well, other yeah, artists would go to him and be like, dude, they robbed me for my brand. Right. And he's like, you got some money put away? Without so I can get someone be like, all right, I'm gonna put a dude on. And, and bro, their legal team, his yeah, legal, risk his legal team, yeah, would show up, yeah, and they would settle every time, right? They just wanted to get him. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go to court. I'm so, just saying all that to say I wouldn't want to go. So, to my good friends are lawyers, you know, like, I met them sitting across from them, right? And they said, I wish I had a chance to have you on my side one time, yeah. You know, and, and listen, that's not the point. The point is, like, I love court. My dad passed the bar just to do it, you know, I, I love court, I love court, court shows, and I won't go to court unless I. I'm prepared to like he's, he's, win. This guy's you know? like a fucking quarterback, dog. He's like a John Brady when he goes to court. He's like you. Listen, I'm not saying. Uh, all I'm saying is you can do court on the screen. Is yeah. what I'm saying. I love court. I love going in front of the judge. Yeah. I love objecting. Yeah. I fucking love it. I love just being an objection, asked and answered, and watching. Sometimes I'll throw that out, even if it's not an objection, just to throw them off on the other side. Mm. Yeah. It's fun for me. But I can do that on the screen. I can do that. They're talking. And like, yeah, and in fact, it's even better on screen. Yeah. Because the judges now understand that um, if someone raises an objection, they got to stop everything because there's competing. The way the sound is, they have to stop. Yeah. So the judge went, oh. And it was Mr. Bowen just fucking raised an objection. What was that? Your Honor. Your Honor. Right. Objection 352. It's more prejudicial than it is probative, Your Honor. I don't know where this is going. I don't want to be a fly in ointment. You know me. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure I even understand this line of questioning. You know that kind of thing, right? And then the other side is like, well. And so I love that. But I'm saying I can do that through the screen. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, you, know, you know. Listen, I. You know, I got. When I show you, you, you've seen me do this before, but I got the boxes already, right? I'm ready for like, you know. Yeah, you're ready to go Every in, Every dude. statement was this. I got 5,000 pages on it. Yeah, you know, dude, and I'm yeah, like, bro. cool. But I hope it doesn't go there. But if it goes, it goes. Whatever. Who cares? But like, but you know what? The thing is, 
in my experience, when I put all this time and energy in something like this, it won't go to court, right? Right. It's the time you don't get prepared, right. you go to court. Right. Right. But now right. I'm prepared, right. I won't right. go to court. But if you stay ready, yeah. you don't have to get ready. Yeah. yeah no, different. but that's yeah. true. That is yeah. 100%. But you know what? I have friends that are doctors, <laughs> lawyers, uh, judges, and I, I can we do a play, make a case? And they go, yeah, let's do it. So I'm, I'm already did the case 20 times right you know like sorry no it's you right know, you know and I, and I give them the you know worst, how it plays out i give them the worst case scenario like hit me with this you know and um you know i'm a pretty you know karma you know it's a big thing you know you know our past you you of all people know our past you and of all life, people and our, our life has changed <laughs> i mean fucking not 180 degrees five thousand degrees like you know um Especially so I'm cool. you. <laughs> I'm cool. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know. No, but Next yeah, hundred. bro. Complete different. Come on, bro. Yeah. You couldn't even sit at a table like this. Uh, when we were when we were coming up, right? Yeah. No. Somebody would have gotten beat up on the way in because this wouldn't be Risk's house. Yeah, yeah. This would be somebody else's yeah. house that worked, right? Or in my old house, Shenandoah. How many fights? Shenandoah. I was like, hey, you guys, no breaking furniture. Let's go outside. Let's keep it real. Go outside. <laughs> Whoever wins can come back inside. <laughs> That's fucking. Let me ask you a question. And this is completely off topic, but why is New Orleans so fucking cool? Why do uh, I? I've been to New Orleans probably ten times. I've been in and outside the whole area. I went to the Tabasco factory. I fucking love New Orleans. Just about New Iberia. That's the island. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but New Orleans is great. You know what? It's a it's a it's a cultural melting pot, right? Right. So from the from the. Day one of New Orleans has been a place where people, the French settlers and the Cajuns and, and, and all these, a lot of Indians. Right. Indians, blacks, the fucking all, It's everything. a melting pot, right? Yeah. So you're, it's a, such a small spot and you're such shoulder to shoulder people, you have to fucking learn other people's cultures and get along. Or fight. It's a lot right. of fighting. It's right. a lot of racist shit. Right. You know, but right. I think they probably got through that a lot quicker too because there was so much fighting, right? So right. You, you fight through that shit and now that you're just a melting pot and the music and the arts come out. Right. And people love that fucking music, and they love that fucking food. And it's you know what's cool yeah. about it is the thing about and, New Orleans that's badass is that on the one hand it's like you have kind of like upscale culture, like yeah. you have high Spanish or high French, you know, sort of European yeah. stuff. And then on the flip side, you have like straight pirate culture, like people who John know how, right? Yeah, you know the, that, that bar, that's the oldest bar. Um, but think about that. So you have food and music, and I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying it's 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 top of the line fucking culture, right? Right. Food and music, and everyone wants to enjoy that, right? Yeah. So you have to enjoy it with your neighbor, your brother, your your you know whoever's next to you, right? Right. The jazz fest, all that stuff. So you know it's just such a cool spot because and they're so welcome. The people are like they welcome people to their city. I've been there a million. Hey times. baby, you know I, I say baby all the time. People miss miss. Understand right. that because right. I, I, I say it to a dude, I say it to a dude, I say it to a chick, yeah, I say dude, it to kids. I'm like, I call all kids baby. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I call it a dude baby. Sometimes yeah. I call it chicks baby. Yeah. It's just the New Orleans thing, right? You know, it's, it's not a sexist yeah. thing yeah. or anything. It's just like whatever. You it's know? just a thing of like uh, yeah. affection. Yeah. yeah, it's an old time. It's really an old time. Hey, have you ever been out like in the Everglades or in the swamps and like oh, one yeah, of those man. little boats? Yeah, I'd be an alligator. I mean, well, you haven't come to the bar. We have some. Crawfish boils here, and we, we mm. do alligator, we do turtle, we do we do it all, you know. It's right. cool, man. And we do some good shit. Hey, speaking of runs, I was there for I did the Museum of uh, Southern Art, the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. It was like a couple years ago, and um, 
I'm downtown and these dudes are fighting. They're getting into it. I mean, it's a fucking good one, right? <laughs> so I'm walking. I'm like, check this out. And these dudes are going at it. Yeah. And they go, oh, hold on there. I'm sorry, baby. Go on. And they stop fighting to let me walk through. No, oh, like, that is awesome. Some real southern hospitality yeah. there, huh? And they go, hold on, baby. And they both, right. they both are like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Right. I was like, all right, man. I'll that's that's man by. Right. That's like, you know what that is? That's like knight errant. That's like chivalry. chivalry. Like, right? Yeah, the knights of the chivalry. old school. Like, knights would be battling, but they'd let like a passerby who's yeah, not involved. Yeah, yeah. These are two big black guys. Yeah, they're, they're, right. They were huge. The I mean, these, this was like a Kimbo <laughs> slice fight. These motherfuckers were, I was like, damn. <laughs> And they go, oh, hold on, excuse me, baby, come on in. They're just right. the coolest dudes ever. I go, you mind if I watch it? Like, no, go ahead. Right. They, got, they got down, bro. And uh, it was over some shit at Popeye's. Risky's like, I got $100 for the winner. Yeah. <laughs> throws it down. It was over some shit at Popeye's, you know. There's always some shit at Popeye's, right? Yeah, that's true. in the parking lot or right in the place. Yeah. But they were done. They walked away. They are like, that's right. You know, they talked to each other and they just walked away, kept moving. Jim Jarmusch, Down by Law. Jim Jarmusch. uh, Tell me, tell me. Down by Law. Down by Law, yeah. Jim Jarmusch, the director? Yeah, did a movie in black and white called Down by Law. I know the movie, Down by Law, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they filmed the whole thing in in New Orleans. Oh, okay, that's what it was. I knew that that movie. pimp in New Orleans. Yeah, that's that's why I knew it, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's uh, that movie, um, that's John Lurie. Okay. From the Lounge Lizards, the, he's a musician, a great musician, but he acts yeah. in these movies. Yeah. And he's and John Lurie's got like this really chiseled, like Roman, right? Yeah. yeah. Look to yeah, him, yeah. dude. Yeah. And he's like this like dope fiend pimp, you know? Yeah. And it's just and it's all New Orleans, dude. And the the whole look and baby and all yeah. that. It's like and and that's what I kind of equate. Like that's the allure for me to yeah. New Orleans, dude. It's all that stuff, the blues and all that. Stuff. Hey, but you know, I, I definitely think you know that the whole thing, sold your soul, you know, the crossroads and shit like that. Yeah, you know, it's definitely New Orleans, bro. It's definitely. Yeah. When I was a kid, they had voodoo shops that were real, real chicken feet, and real voodoo shit, and real fucking black ladies with the white eyes. That like, used to scare you. Yeah. Remember they made real. a movie with Mickey Rourke about all that? Yeah, Angel Heart. Angel Heart. That, that was that a good movie. That shit, movie yeah, you know something about that movie that's so cool. Huh. You remember the fans that they always showed? Yeah. Did you? Do you guys get how? Mm-hmm. When the devil came in, the fan went That's this way. Meaning. The devil came out, went that way. Yeah, it was dope, right? Because yeah. the fan went yeah. this way when the devil came in. There's a bunch in. of dope shit in the movie. And then when the yeah, devil's leaving, Lisa the Bonet. fan goes the other way. You know, right? It's dope. Yeah, no, I fucking Angel Hearts may be one of my favorite movies. That's where that dude got Lewis Cipher from. Dude, and I was so dumb from that, bro. I was so dumb that when I first saw that movie, I didn't put that together. Oh, like, no. it blew my mind no, later. I was no, like, whoa, no. shit. Yeah, oh, I should have seen that. Oh. No, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, bro. Yeah, I probably You know what's another fucking great film that's, a, that's along those lines that I just saw recently that uh. I love? It's Cape Fear. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Cape Fear is another. I mean, come I didn't mean on. to throw us way off, but like, that's one of those come movies on. that you can really, like, you need to watch that movie, like, every five Counselor? years you need to watch that. You know? Are you there? Yeah. Counselor? Fuck yeah, dude. Like, that was De- Lex, one of De Niro's best fucking He's a real southern boy. Huh? Yeah, in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He lost a lot of weight. I mean, he was cut. It was like, um, when they, I remember reading, like, he did like a massive workout diet just so that he could look as lean as he did in that movie. There's some part in the movie where he's doing something and he's all with his shirt, he looks crazy. <laughs> and 
fucked. Fucked made a yeah. shirt of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was badass, yeah. bro. And it was like, he's like either choking the bitch out yeah. or something like that, bro. But um, there so was many that good scene stills, when dude. that fucking, I think it's Nick Nolte is the guy, Nick right? Nick Nolte's the uh, attorney. Oh, that's the fucking best. Prosecutor. Or right. No, no. He was, he's the defense attorney that threw the case because right. he really believed the guy. Right. 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 And he came back for his revenge. Yeah. There's that scene where uh, Nick Nolte has him fucking. Sets up, sets him up to get beat up by the right, level thugs. Dude, oh, I remember and he's that. like fucking all bloody, <laughs> and he's like laughing, and he's got like. Did he have a cross? Did he have a cross on? Right? Yeah. 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 Cross, yeah, yeah. 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 That was. A he had the scales. Yeah, scales. Scales. scales yes. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Scales. Yeah. But that's a remake of Cape Fear. Was there was a the black and white movie. version yeah, of like sure. Gregory yeah, Peck sure. or yes. some bullshit like that? You know what's funny about that? Like everything's a remake. That's true. You know. That I is, didn't know that. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> I knew that to an extent. Right. But I didn't know to the extent. Yeah, it's like well, a major extent. You know. Let's, let's right now, because you, 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 the, the, you entered a conversation that I want to have the right way, bro. All right. And that is that, yeah, you know what? There are a lot of fucking repeats and rewrites and redos. And, and, it's, and it, got, it started really annoying me 20 years ago. When it was really all the remake of the, the Marvel and the this and the TV shows and the Starsky and Hutch. And that's kind of where, that's where we're at with content. That's the best people can do yeah. is keep reaching. And they're not even reaching into old, old shit. Right. They're like reaching into like 70s. Well, that's the funny shit, shit right? Because like I, I get reaching into old, old shit. Right. When you start reaching like around the block, you know. It's almost like you got to give it like 30 yeah. years before you touch it. Type Something, thing, right? right? Yeah, I would think so. You would think. So... I start talking, you know, me and Chumahan came together really through a couple different things. We've known each other a long time, but I'm going to stick to strictly like the stuff that we do, man. And we started having dialogue over a book of me writing my, my life story, my okay. story in the book form. And through those discussions, Chumahan started like... We tell him like, we go inside. Hmm? We go inside. I just listen to that. Chumahan started like kind of guiding me and, and, and kind of structuring and had like a bigger vision of things. And as we started talking more and more, he was like, dude, you, you, need, to, you need to have a podcast because right. of all the different people that you engage with. We need to, you know? Yeah. So we start talking more and more. And, and as we're talking, we start developing content as we're talking. Yeah. And I don't, me and Chumahan both felt similar and I'll let him tell it his way too. But I've felt since I was a little kid, that I've been been pointed, the media that's been pointed at me and billboards and everything from TV shows to movie has really been somebody else's fucking fantasy or paradise, bro. I didn't look like anybody on those in that. They don't come from any places I come from. And I found myself as a kid, probably what kids are doing today at a much higher level, trying to fit in with what's being branded everywhere. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, like, as I grew up in the 80s, the hottest thing yeah. was blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. and living at the beach. Right. Yeah. This was like this whole thing that I could never really fit into. And I felt like media on a whole had this... I, I, I couldn't match up Brady Bunch and Parch Ram. Like, yeah. It just didn't, wasn't hitting for me. And yeah. I felt like that forever. And then as we started getting into like even the 80s and 90s, I would see people that were coming from where I come from that I can relate to, real people, yeah. real shit, being acted 
or written by people that don't know. So it looks completely. Re- I'm embarrassed to watch this shit, right? Yeah. So collectively with all that, me and Chumon are at this place. I'm like, nobody is telling the truth. Nobody's telling the stories from the inside. Like right. the, the, the stories aren't real. Right. Somebody needs to start telling the real stories and the real history. Right. And I don't want to fucking have to deal with studios and sucking but you know why? And that, that, that to get yeah. my and, and then Chumon's like, you know what? You don't have to today. Today, the, we can put out what we want, and we can dictate, and we can start creating the media. And that's kind of like, in a nutshell, and I'll let, I'll let you jump in on it, but it, that's kind of where we're poised at with creating content. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about film, I'm talking yeah. about TV, I'm talking about audio, yeah. um, you know. Well, no, I risk you were, you were about to say. Yeah, because I think like, with independent films, we can do that now, right? But I think before that, they have this criteria. All right, if it's a fucking movie about you know lowriders or gangsters, you know they need the guy that's got to look like this. He's got to be a frog. He's got it's all these things, right? Right. Yeah. And but now with independent, I think we have a lot more flexibility to do that. But I think it's because it's not because the people making the movies. I think they probably write some write some great movies. I think it's the fucking executives that are like, well, we got to add some fucking you know breakdancers. We got to add some fucking lowriders. We got like all this shit that they add. And they overdo it, right? People with money are trying to get creative and play yeah. other Yeah, You know, I was talking to one of my director friends, Darren, about this. And I'm like, why, when you're trying to make a big movie, why do they work so hard to try to get, like, authentic talent? And then the authentic talent has to deal with a bunch of shitheads in suits with bad ideas. Yeah. Right. Like, it's always like that. It's yeah. never not like that. There you go, and bro. I think, I think like, Boulevard Nights, right? Okay. Dope movie. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Whatever. So now, some director probably saw that movie. So now Sorry someone wants to do. It. Someone wants to do a you know a, a modern version of it, and they go, but it's like this now, and they go, didn't that happen? But we need this, yeah. <laughs> but we need this. We need that. And like, <laughs> go, go. You know what I'm saying? But and and people are like, but it's not like that now. But the director's like, no, nah, but that's what was cool about that movie. Yeah, because you never lived it. You don't know where we're at now, right? Right, right. right, right. So right. I think that's a lot of that that goes with that shit, too. Well, and I, you're absolutely right, because exponentially, they're trying to fucking show something that they don't know, right? They've never known it. They never did and it. And I think that... You know, they went on one weekend to a ride because they're doing a movie, you know? Like, well, I think that it's like that with a lot of things. I would say... Yeah, that but dude, that's... Mm, listen, listen. Go ahead. That is... That is a serious discussion because like you said it's one thing to be a tourist yeah right yeah i mean dude i I don't remember who i was just talking to back there but they were like man i want to live off the land because you know i'm american indian they're like i want to live off the in your house and over there he was eating tacos (laughs) he was eating fucking tacos he's like yeah man i really want to like live off the land and you know i was like i I started singing kumbaya i was like dude you know i mean you might you know, the lamb might eat, live off of you. you know, like, I don't, but, you know, anybody can live off the lamb for like a week, mm-hmm. right, with a guide, and he can show you how, and yeah. you're like, I'm like Bear Well, that Grylls. show, that show, uh, what's Bear, that show? Like the Bear Grylls. The, no, the Last Survivor or some shit? I don't know what that one is. Anyway, it's cool, though, because like, it's like you said, the first week, everyone's like, I got this shit. By three, three, they're like, 
come get me, helicopter, lifeline, right. lifeline. Yeah, you know? right. And you know, some dude makes it, and it's fucking real, man. These motherfuckers lose fifty pounds or whatever, and they fucking it's fucking gnarly, right? Know? It's fucking gnarly. But you but, 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 capable of. But 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 that I mean, and the but, guy that got the the elk or the moose that he thinks he won, his shit rotted and he lost. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, the guy right. seeing the squirrel every day, he won. You know, but like, here's you know. the other thing about those those survival shows that trips me out. I'm like, bro, it can't it couldn't have really been like that in the old days. Otherwise, right. no Indians or anybody would have come up with a song or made statues. If it was that hard to survive. Well, the difference is, you you know, Indians think about had a tribe. You know, people have tribes and you work together, right? Well, but 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 in the in India in, in the Indian experience anyway, right? Yeah. A lot of people knew how to do their own shit. So yes, tribe would work together and you could have like some cooperation a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that elk's not gonna go to waste. But, my friend, and it happened a lot. Yeah. An Indian would be in a tribe, and if he didn't like what the fuck was going on, he would just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. And, but he had the yeah. tools to survive when he left. Yeah. He wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, I watch Bear Grylls, bro. I watch this fucking dude, and I ain't saying he ain't tough, and I ain't saying he's not eating a frog. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but what I am saying is, I'm saying... You, uh, human beings in the wild yeah. couldn't have really existed like that. That's a civilized person who's got <laughs> a, not a lot of knowledge dropped into these situations. Right. But if you go back far enough, it couldn't have been that uncomfortable. Otherwise, there would have been no culture. No, there's no way. Right. There is no way. And I, my wife trips out. My wife talks to me and she tells me all this shit. I said, listen, 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 listen. I'm listening to you. What did you say? If they were hunting for food all the time, nothing else would have gotten done, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you wouldn't have even been able to fuck. <laughs> I'm too busy looking for berries. Yeah, right? dude. Chasing down deer. That's what I'm Groups that did this. Groups that did I'm this. Telling you, they, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, I, I had this conversation with my manager, Brian. Go ahead. Brian. Brian Grimes, he's sitting right there. Brian, 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 Brian's a member of the tribe. He is. He's an outdoorsman. He's done all this shit. He's been on all these expeditions. He goes five. He does all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I go, Brian, if you got dropped off, what would you take? He's like, a carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. Some matches. I'm telling you. And I'll say. I agree. 100%, bro. Right. So I'm just saying that, like, um, but the truth, this is what I'm trying to get at. So, and it's a little bit about what you guys were saying. Like, for instance, art, like from the art world, right? I mean, bro, how many people, right, want to be an artist or say they want to be an artist and they put in like good six months effort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A strong, oh, so they're professional. Six right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a strong six months. Right. Strong. They did it like yeah, at least three times a week. At least, right? Committed exactly. six months. Are you listening yeah, to this special, K? Yeah. Uh, this guy wants to be like a professional video game player, right? So I'm trying to get him expired. I'm like, you're sitting next to the great risk and the great big luck. I don't know. He just does a video game and he didn't play it once. We have 412 <laughs> games. I, 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 I did it for like an hour. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so because it is something different. I mean, to really live a, a, a life of art. Yeah, is beyond just having an aspiration and, and wanting to go. I mean, how many setbacks? At, at what point does somebody a setback in someone's art career? Yeah. At what point is it supposed to tell them, okay, you're not meant to be an artist? Yeah, right. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, to be an artist, right, it's not so much the finished product. Like, that's, you know, some people are, 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 are blessed to be able to aesthetically have a finished product that looks good. But art's a journey. It's about making the, the piece. Like, that's the real, to me, that's the real art, right? The process. So none of that matters. But you have to live art. To be an artist, you have to live art. And listen, there's a lot of fucking cup of soup days and all that shit, you know, like, you know, and I'm not saying people don't struggle, but like, I, man, it's hard for me to say it's easier now or not easier now. I don't, I don't want to use these words and like get yeah. them off track. It's a tough game no matter what. Even if it's easier now because you could make money on social media and like the kids that I don't get, I'm like, dude, this motherfucker just sold this for X amount of million dollars. I don't get it. But good for him. That's great. It's awesome. Um, I'm not saying it's easier. It's not easy. I'm just saying that whatever you do, whether it's art or anything else, you have to be committed 100% to it. And your life has to revolve around it. Like this house, this compound, this all this construction, everything I do revolves around art. Cars, low cars, it's got to have the Rock Studio logo on it. Like everything's got to be, I've learned, I think I've learned, everything's got to funnel down to one thing. It's branding, my brand as an artist, right? Right. Not branding commercially. Branding is like, it's got to have my hand, my touch. Right. Because my job is to get out my stuff to people, and they don't have to like it or anything, but my job is to get it out there. I don't, I don't know if people are going to like it or not, but my job is to get it out there and every breath I take has to be art. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, I don't know. To be an artist, like, anyone can be an artist. And I think that's great. But when you say, I did it for six months, I did it three times a week, get the fuck out of here. You know, like, right. you know, you breathe it, you sleep, you wake up, you, you, you have nightmares because you fucking can't sleep and you, you resin fucking whatever, whatever. You go to sleep thinking about a piece, you wake up thinking about a piece. That's an artist. I don't care if you're good, bad, successful, unsuccessful. You're an artist. Right. I'm not to judge. I don't judge people on their success or their quality. I judge people on their, their mindset. Right. So, anything can be an artist, you know? You know, did we talk about Deben Corn last time? I don't know if we did, but Deben Corn. Um, we I talked was, about Bitcoin. Nah, I'm right. I mean, there's a lot of blockchain bullshit right now. But I'm trying to get back to this. I kind of want to. I'm curious because you're a guy that's like inside and outside the gallery, right? And, and whatever. Right, what the fuck's a gallery? But a fucking structure that they built around the art. He's in the gallery and in the street. Right, exactly. But but but, but one of the things I'm kind of curious from your perspective, and I, you know, I don't know. Fuck it, you just answer however you. I was watching this fucking documentary on Diebenkorn, right? And he's just, I don't know. You probably know who he's. Anyway, the artist wasn't the part that interested me the yeah. most at this point, because there was the museum curator dude. Yeah. Right for Mocha or Lacma, whatever yeah. the fuck it is, and. He was so affected. Like he was, he had like in, in, in the, in the, and the fucking video, the film was like from 78 or something like that. And I'm telling you, bro, he was, he had a weird suit. He looked kind of like Rip Torn or Rip Taylor, whatever that guy's name was. And he was like saying all Rip this Taylor. shit. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't want to say names. I'm going to say the wrong name. Piss him No. And I was like watching this dude and he was like, I think we need to He was like making his thumb and like deciding where the Deben corn's gonna be on the blank space of the wall. Yeah. Have you encountered people like that? And like, fuck yeah. And what is that like for you? Every five fucking minutes. Yeah, every, there you go, yeah. dog. That motherfucker, bro. Listen, I used to like go to, I hated art history. I hated, like, I went to art school and everything. I, I, I used to be like, how the fuck do they know what this guy was thinking, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's all bullshit. But it's not really. A lot of it is. On point, right? And it's it's statistics, right? So right. you know you have so many things, but there's a lot of people that come in and go, "Man, I get it." My favorite quote is this: 
bro, I did something just like that, but it's totally different. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and that makes me want to go back to old school and just punch someone in the fucking face. Like, right, I just yeah. want to punch them right fucking right between the eyes. But, like, yeah, that shit's, like, all the time. And people, you don't, I don't know what people are thinking. You don't, like, graffiti battles, right? Everyone's like, let's battle. I'm like, I don't do that. I don't like that. You're welcome <laughs> to go next to me anytime and try to burn me. Right. Any fucking day of the week. Go for it. Right. Um, I don't like to judge on the man's art, man. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know what he's trying to achieve. I don't I don't get it. I just right. don't I don't think that's a cool thing. You right. know, I think the hip hop days and the breakdancing days, it all made sense. That was all very relevant. It's not now. Right. People can be graffiti artists and never do a legal piece in their life. People would be graffiti artists and never have painted a train. It's totally different now. So I can't judge someone's fucking graffiti. How the fuck are you gonna judge it? You know, if you want to put parameters on and say, okay, cool. Let's say um, we're designing a logo. Yeah. And it's a battle. Okay, cool. But now you're really not battling graffiti. You're fucking doing a design competition. You know what, though? Hold on a minute, dude. Go we got to hold on a minute, dude. Right? Because you, you really got to listen to what Risky's saying. Uh, me and him are the same age. Most, most guys like a Risky, like him, coming from Rage Racket right now. Yeah. Would tell you verbatim, if they ain't fucking ever fucking spray painted on a fucking train, they ain't no fucking artist, man. I don't want to see their shit. They ain't never fucking <laughs> broken the law. I don't want to see their shit. Yeah. They ain't no fucking graffiti <laughs> artist, my fucking. And they're, they're first off, listen to me. They've completely closed the door to these other artists now. They've completely closed their world a little bit smaller, and they're bitter and mad at. The younger guy coming up. The younger guy can't get a hand up because the guy won't even acknowledge him as an artist. Right. What he's saying, part of the reason that we're sitting here in a compound like this with this successful dude is he's able to tell those guys that they're just as valued. Right. And they have just as much purpose and just they as have good. just as much here in this community. Some are better. As right. Yeah. He understands it's great. It's not. It was. And that's all great. Nobody's taking anything away from it. That's how we're acting. And either you're going to grow and change or you're going to die and stay the same. Right. And, and really, it's like, I just appreciate that because I know that that's really who you are. And young guys that came up in my field, I've given them everything I can. All the knowledge, all the contacts. My, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even if I don't understand it or don't really dig it, I still understand that they're expressing themselves. And in their world... That's important to them, whether the old guy gets it or not. And I find value in that. And I remember myself in that, that I wanted somebody to, you know, and, and it's just like uh, a lot of dudes want to chew on lemons and act like old pirates, bro. And I, could, <laughs> but the guys that are doing that, funny, bro, because everybody leaves them motherfuckers alone. Yeah. Get what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I know where those dudes are at. And yeah. I wouldn't be happy either. Yeah. You know? so, They're bitter, you know? <laughs> I think it's, I just wanted, I didn't want to throw this up, but I want to say that, man, that like, I believe that at, at our point in time, that's like getting into the stream of life. Bro, getting into you know, people talk about the internet, like they, they, you know, all these dudes are like, man, the fuck internet graffiti is for us. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, bro. But listen, if it wasn't for internet graffiti, it'd still be here. Like the elevation of graffiti now, like there was a time not too long ago, I could do anything I saw on the internet. I could duplicate it. Not mine. It's not important, but I could duplicate it. I'm at the point now where I, could, I cannot duplicate some shit. That's a powerful fucking humbling, awesome experience for me. Like I'm like, oh, I don't know how he did that. I don't know how he did that. That's the days I've dreamed of. 
as an artist. Like to see graffiti come to such an elevation that it's shit that's like I don't even comprehend. Like I thought I knew everything in the world about graffiti. Right. And now I'm like, dude, how's he do that? Oh, he froze this can, he heated this can. Like, it's a fucking science. But like that shit's amazing. And people get all bitter about shit. I'm like, man, you're just bitter because you fucking still use three colors and you fucking still use, you know, you, you still campaign, whatever, you know? I think that says a lot about, though, your competitiveness um, risk. Because I've heard similar things to what you're saying. Like, even Chumahan, in a similar way. People that override that. And it's like, Chumahan, remember when we've talked about, it's like being... You're the best in junior high. You're the best in high school, right? right. And you thought you were like the motherfucker, you know? And then you get into like a really good school or really good, and you're like, holy shit. Or football, and you're like, now I'm playing against fucking All-Americans or wrestling, right? Wrestling, yeah. yeah. And some people are going to, I tell you this right now, some people are built where they're going to meet that challenge. Yeah. And that challenge is going to overrun them. They're going to actually overrun themselves, right? They're going to think their way. That, and then there's some people that meet the challenge as a challenge to, like, get better or go in or this is what I came here for. Right. And it's like that's kind of like you're, you meet these things as like you see it as like, yeah, they're better than you. But you're like, yeah. fuck. All right, man. Yeah. I want somebody that's fucking badass that I yeah. don't know how they did that. Yeah. I, I don't want to have all the answers. Listen, bro. Like. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take advantage of the situation real quick to talk shit to somebody because I'm still at risk. Um, soon, soon was so much better than us when we were kids, bro. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He taught me a ton of shit. Right? He's so bitter. He's just fucking lame. And soon you can suck a bag of dicks. You know, he's just a fucking. You know, he, he's never fucking progressed. You know. Right. So. Right. I just want to take advantage of that situation. Right. Wow. Right. Did you get that special K? <laughs> Right. All right. All right. You know what, though? I had to bring it back old school for one second. But listen, here's. You know what? But we we know we could go through probably a list of people. No, but listen, this guy soon, he he really was great. And he he taught us so much shit. And he constantly talks shit. And I'm like, I don't get it because I always give him his props, you know? But like, you know, so I just want him to know, like, yeah, man, I'm elevating shit, but I'm still the same motherfucker. So fuck you. Right. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, now I'm real clear on it. No. Yeah, man. No, you know yep. what? I'm going to tell you something. You can't, I don't believe that you can do anything of contribution that adds something to this culture and at the same time please everybody. Right. There's just no fucking way. No, I get that, bro. This is a, that's a personal thing with us. This I get. You know, no, bro, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. if some people are upset or they got to con- And you know what? You know what? Listen. One of my morning runs, I was also talking about something that came up to me that's going along with what you're saying is, is that sometimes, even though your haters might be in a wrong, they're not the right person to say what they're saying. They don't have the bona fides. It doesn't necessarily mean that the information they're telling you is wrong. Right. True. So so they say like, hey, don't kill uh, the messenger Messenger. for the message. But it's also just as true as not to kill the message because of who the messenger is. Sometimes there's some piece of criticism that's in there that if you stripped away all the other shit, there might be something for me. This is just me. But I've been like, you know what? That maybe might be something that I I should hear and learn and build from. Because I have a, a, a ton of friends in like... I'm one of those kinds of guys that, and Steve knows this, that for whatever reason, right, 
any kind of philosophy or thought or idea that's coming, I'm always, I, a lot of times, I'm always poking at or looking at what's wrong with the idea. Like, where is the idea cracked? Where is, where is the philosophy not covering everything? Right. It, just like when we were talking about the screens, where I'm like, right. that's true. There is, a, there is a truth to, yeah, you should be in, in, in front of people, and yes, you should go into the world. Yeah. But that's not the end of the story. There's also an aspect that maybe this thing about screens is overblown. Like maybe there isn't, maybe we're not in direct contact with the world like we think we are. And, but and, maybe there's levels. Like, so maybe you do screens for like, and you go in the court for two hours. Right. You know? Right. You know? Or, or you go back to maybe perception itself is a screen. Yeah. Right? Like maybe, maybe the minute that I've decided that my name is, or I've been told that, that my name is Risk, or my name is Chumahan, or my name is Steve, that even identity itself is a screen. And there will always be a gap between that and the actual thing. thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 So, but because of that, right, I have friends that sometimes they feel like maybe I'm not supporting them, but I am because I'm, I'm saying, like, that's a good philosophy, is, but just know there's, there's a trap right here. In, in that line of thinking, yeah. there's a trap right here. And it comes from the fact that I grew up on a reservation with an American Indian background. Yeah. Right? I'm a, dude, I don't know why we're here, but... And this is what happened. There was a point at which I was with the, the, the common wi- conventional wisdom on the reservation at the time, which was like, yeah, it's fucked up. We got dominated and we're on reservations and, and we need to get back to the old way, right? And I'm not necessarily saying that's completely wrong. There's right. some validity to it. But there was also, even at like eight years old, bro, I was already like, yeah, but how do you square that with the fact that we're still going to McDonald's? You can say all this fucking shit you want to say, but when we go to the bank, the money's got fucking English on it. Ain't nothing you can do about that Yeah, for yeah. now. Right? So how am I going to completely give over? So, man, let me tell you. There are some conversations I had when I was like 10 or 11 with some of my Indian brothers that didn't go well because I wasn't <laughs> going for the whole thing. Right. I wasn't going for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you're, th- you're down for it, but then you want to go to McDonald's then. Right. And then on the <laughs> other side, right? Then like on the other side, when I started going to public school and all the other yeah. stuff, I could also see like, wait a minute. How are you telling me? I don't get this. You're telling me that we have a freedom in this country, right? But I still have to pledge allegiance to the flag? Well, yeah. That ain't in the Constitution. Yeah. Right? All of those things. Kaepernick, yeah. yeah, So what I'm saying is, is I don't know why, but I'm like a fucking grain in the in the in the machinery of a lot of things that 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 kind of at least points to like there's not. And I've come to a place where I'm like, man, there's not going to be an answer. What do you think about this? What do you think Go about, ahead. What do you think about, like, we're all one, right? Like, all of a sudden, we all blend to one. Do you think, uh, a lot of people say that's great, a lot of people say it's terrible. What if, what if we're all one? All of a sudden, it's like one currency, one, pre, you know, no boundaries, no borders. What happens? Go, okay, okay, okay. All right, I love this idea. Thank you. God bless you, Rich. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> you obviously are from New Orleans. He likes something to sink his teeth. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he like threw like a meatball <laughs> at him, dude. He just soft tossed a let meatball. Me, let me fucking He's stretch. He's right let over the stretch. fence. Let me stretch. Let me stretch, motherfucker. Let me stretch. What if we're all one? In order to even approach that, right? Yeah. 
you could almost say, actually, that's already true. You could say, we already are one. And Superficially. Yet, or deeper. The, soup, the differences that we think are there, right, are the superficial there you things, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you could flip it around and say, but the reason why, and this is what's, this is, this is and this ain't my idea, okay? Right. This is shit that I read. Hegel. Hegel, the Hegelian dialectic, he's pulling this out, and he's saying that there is always going to be, um, there's always going to be a slight break between the spirit, the soul, the mind, whatever you want to call it, and the thing. And, and that when somebody is starting to think like, oh, because it's not just what if we're one. There's Hinduism. We just talked to some dude in there that was telling us about the 12 laws of the universe or yeah. whatever the fuck it was. I love watching your face when people are telling you, you're like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> where are the tacos? Wait, I, hold on, I'll be right back. That was the best. That was the fucking best. Have you heard of the 12? I almost asked him, I'm like, have you heard of the four agreements? No, Mariso, I love Mariso. I love Mariso. I, I remember that kid since he's this big. No. And he's come so, I love him and he's, he's, he's great. Right. Right, but my point is... I hope is, he reads that book I told him about. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, he put, yeah, wrist pulled out like, yeah, but I do know about the seven <laughs> power grabs of, of success. Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I started telling him that he was, that special K new tarot and he was like showing <laughs> But the point of the matter is, is that, um, is that what, what, they, what Hegel and some of the German idealists were saying was that the universe already is one. And that the consciousness of, quote unquote, an individual is just the one recognizing itself. The first thing it has to do is misrecognize. It yeah. thinks it's not the one. Yeah. But once it gets past that, it goes back to where it was originally. So when you say, like, well, what happens when we're all one? I start thinking, like, maybe we really all are. That's what conspiracy theorists are pushing for. I don't know if the conspiracies are real. Yeah. But a conspiracy theorist is really actually setting up a formal thought structure to actually push the concept yeah. that we really are all one because it's being controlled by a very small group or one yeah. person, whatever it is. And by doing so, we are unified by that. Right. And I think that the concept one itself is even problematic because um, everything starts with zero, not one. And the minute that you propose a one, you need a void. You need a space. You need a gap in order for there to be a one. And I think at that point in time, once you start to realize that these are just logic games, then the thing that might become important is to then, that's not the goal. Hmm. Whenever you get to what they call like an antinomy, which is like an impasse, I've started thinking like, then that's not... That's not the goal anymore then. Then we've hit, like, it's the same thing with capitalism. Like, on the one hand, like, I'm against it. On the other hand, it's here. And, like, what are you supposed to do? How many fucking motherfuckers have been talking about ending capitalism? Yeah. Fucking whole countries. Mm -hmm. China has been fucking <laughs> 8 billion people trying to end capitalism. And all they're doing is doing capitalism with a communist name. Mm -hmm. So then I started talking to my wife. I'm like, maybe it's not about ending capital. Maybe it's about letting go of that. Forget that. Well, let, let, go let, ahead. Let, okay. A graffiti crew. Go ahead. I got uh, Mexican, Chinese, black, white, all these dudes. Sure. And we're, we're a family, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a micro, 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 right? 
Sure. So magnifying that, why can't we all just like, <laughs> why can't we all get along? I'm not Rodney King, but like, I'm just saying like, that's the concept I'm talking about. Like, you know, we like, could, you know, we could, but we'd have to be willing to realize that the differences are superficial. And that's what I'm saying. I, I think that the overall goal has to change. The shift of the emphasis. For the small crew, the United Colors of Benetton small crew, <laughs> led by risk, right? <laughs> no well, dog, I mean, I know that we're, di- we're, I know that we're different than... Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. So the idea is, right? So the idea would be like, okay, but the focus has to be... You can't achieve, the human goals are set up that they're not to be achieved. No, I get it. I, I get it. I'm, I'm just throwing no, out No, 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 no. I want to go with it because yeah. I think it's a beautiful idea. So they can. That can happen. But some emphasis in the underlying philosophical structure has to change so that it's not necessarily about this. It's about that. But being about that, you'll never achieve it. But the ancillary benefits would be that. Yeah. A multicultural crew could get along. Yeah. I, I think that's the only human life. I what about, what about no, no, no boundaries on, 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 like, say, Mexico and, and the United States says no boundaries. You could freely go. Everything go stays the same, but you could freely go to each country. Go ahead. I, I, I even said, what if we just made Mexico America? <laughs> well, I don't just think like up, that. But yeah, I, I, it just lift up the border <laughs> and we just. In, yeah, we right. take them in. We just we just absorb them. You know, there what might saying? be some Mexicans that would say actually what you'd be doing is making America Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, whatever it is like Mexico's Mexico, America's America. I'm just I, I'm, I'm asking a question, brother. Oh, if you I, open I, I up the border, a, I don't have a statement. But you know what would happen if there's free borders? You know, would things change that much? Would things change that much? Let me ask you that. Would, Do you think that people that want to come here don't come here? And vice versa. I think I know be, all my friends go back and forth. Wouldn't a natural wait, 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 thing wait. just happen over time? No, no, if no. If it no, just no, opened no, no, up, no. Then I think people... this is an important point to make. Okay. In some way, you both are correct in the sense of like you're right. There's already a porous borer, right? But not for everybody. Yeah. However, we should never forget the lesson, and it's not my idea. This is Slavoj Zizek's idea. Mm-hmm. We should never forget the lesson that. Formal structure matters. Formal structure matters. So, yes, would the bodies crossing, would they change? Maybe, maybe not. But would a borderless world produce a different result conceptually? Yes. Absolutely. In what way? I don't know that we could think of it right now because we've never lived in one. Right. Think about that. There's been a border... A property line. Well, I think you know laws have to change, right? So oh, people, I mean, people for can't sure. just flee. You know, they have to be subject Listen, to the it, law. Is so crazy. It, it, the the desire to break the law doesn't rise until the law is enacted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think the about that. Thrill. Think to about break that, the law. bro. It's not a crime until somebody writes it in the law, right? Right. Yeah. It's, not deemed, it's not deemed anything. But I just, thought it was a you got whatever. caught. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know some good attorneys. Like you killed those guys. <laughs> I was just getting rid of waste. <laughs> I don't know what happened to those dudes. They I just, was helping. How much time uh, do we have? Yeah, I was helping our community. We didn't wrap? Oh. All right, I wanted to, I want to oh, talk wow. a couple. We can go longer. We, got, we started oh, late. Stop, we started stop, late. Stop, no, stop, no. Stop, stop, stop. No? 
Yeah, tops. No tops. Yes, tops. Talk about tops. Tops. Right. Tops. Right. Oh, you guys already opened it for me. Fuck. Yeah, no, these, that's the one he's right here. This was the first time he's seeing the card. Supposedly, but they already opened it for me. So oh. there's no oh. big. Un, there's no big more surprise. Can we oh, wow. there's no fucking unveil. I was like, this is the first time seeing my card. It's already fucking open. Worse, it's sitting there the whole time. I didn't even look at it. Open these. These have never been opened. That's the same one. No, but these have never been opened. Those ones are open. Oh, that's dope, though. Right. I wish I could open it myself. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. Dude, you're right. Right. Dope. Cool. That's awesome. Did you see it? Yeah, get up on that. We saw this last week, right? We did. Yes. We have. The risk has. We can't. Check it out they're sold out. We can't buy them, right? Can we buy them? Let's see the inside. No, they're sold out. They're sold out. Yeah, they're sold out. So why are we going to show it? They make them jealous. Piss people off. Make them jealous. Yeah. Ooh. I have. I got five of them finally. All right. Yes. Yes. Shh. You got four of them. Here is what I you go. made. I <laughs> had four of them. Yeah. You had five. Oh. Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, we did three cards this week, right? We, we did uh, McGuire, Cal Ripken, Ripken, and Suzuki. Mm. Pretty much done. Almost done. I'm going to put the text on it, but almost done. And this is all for tops? Yeah, bro. Look cool, right? Great, man. Bro, we grew up, we grew up with top. Right? We grew up with baseball. Where's my baseball. cards? We don't have time. Anyway, <laughs> back to you guys. Let's let's uh, fuck. We didn't even talk about what I, I want to yeah, talk what about. What did you want to talk about? Why we do these shows? <laughs> like, yeah. Why do we do? These can we shows? start over? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do you want to? Juman and me have have wanted me. We, me and we want to do like a series, man. Like, yeah. There you go, Juman. Let them know, Juman. Yeah. yeah. Tell them. What the hell? Let the gates down, bro. We're going to sign off? Tell them. Oh, all right, we got part two, whatever. Hey, hey, Risk, where can I put my luggage? I'm going to stay for a week. <laughs> In the front room, bro. You're good. We got you. That happens uh, to everybody. Yeah, What's that? That happens five, to everybody. Five yeah. minutes yeah. with Tracy? Yeah. 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 Sit down. Oh, you want me to sit down? Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought you were waiting. I thought you were uh, saying. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, you really we have a, you really a, a beautiful lady no, in a Mike pink. Tracy, Tracy Park is uh, in the house. Hello. Tracy Park. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Gallery. Hi. Coming in. I'm gonna, have you guys met Tracy? No. I, 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 I met, met Tracy, Tracy outside. Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I was so enjoying you. You. You know what I was going to say? I'm going to I'm gonna lead right on what you what you brought up, what you asked right now, and why we do these. And I'm going to let Chumon get a piece of this, too. He's right here with us. <clears throat> I... <clears throat> Through me explaining my life and my episodes of my life to Chumahan, he's like the podcast, right? Right. But as we're talking, I'm telling him about friends of mine that maybe killed somebody. Maybe. Or killed, maybe. yeah. Or maybe. maybe was accused of killing a couple people and he spent 40 years in prison or he spent 35 years in prison. And I've talked, I would talk to him about people, friends of mine that were shot. Multiple times. Multiple times left for dead that lived. And I have a number of friends close to me, you know? And as we're talking and discussing, I'm trying to explain. I'm not trying to explain, but I'm getting a tumor. I'm going, hey, I don't care who you are on this planet. If a guy is going to share honestly about his journey as a kid and how he committed these crimes and spent the time in prison and did what he did and got out, 
that journey has value in it. Sure. That type of journey yeah. has value for any human being because you're going to hear something in there that you probably will never be privy to experience, right? 100%. Perception. And when people die, they, a lot of people have a white light experience or they, their life flashes. Like, coming back from something like that, you may think you know the stories you're about to hear until you hear them, bro. And it's always like, and I find values in these stories. Right? Yeah. And that's, you know, Shumahami. And we have friends that have never been to prison. We have friends that are artists. We have friends that are... But it's in the journey, and I felt like, and so did Chumahan, that these stories had a lot of value, but that there wasn't a place for these stories to be told. There wasn't a platform really mm. created yet. Mm -hmm. And me and Chumahan wanted consistent to create platform. a consistent platform. Wow, man, and a place cute. for these voices to be heard. And I'm going to go as far as to say even this, man. Like, I, I've brought on dudes that were like, even from like the Four Corners, from right. Venice, so from Santa Monica, like maybe. And maybe they've been from the hood for a long time and they did a lot of stuff for that hood and they're older right now. Like, I want to hear their story, bro. Like, those are human beings, man. Yeah. And their experiences and, and the gentrification and things that are going on, like their whole story and our neighbors are being wiped out. And they meant something. They mean something. Their story means something. And if it's an opportunity for this dude to get his microphone on, right? Yeah. And come in and talk about what's important to him. And in his life, what really mattered. Like, okay, I want to hold that space for that person. Because I find value in that person's story. If not for anybody, but me and my partner want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, well, I think it's fascinating for a lot of people, especially like you said, people that have never will never be in that situation, have no idea what that life is like. It is fascinating to learn about people like that because if you have no idea, you have no idea. So sure. a documentary series would be rad too, just to see it too. Hearing it one thing on a podcast, but sure. to actually see their story and do their story would be fascinating. I'm obsessed with documentaries about things like right. that. Right. We're in the golden age of documentaries right now. <laughs> we're so that's lucky. the shit, right? That's all I watch right now. Right, me so too. So do I. And it's a, that's not true. I watch everything. It's the easiest way to learn something <laughs> that you would never be privy to. Right. Yeah. So right. That'd be cool if you could roll that into documentaries too. I mean, we we listen. We, we listen. We got a big bag of tricks full of fucking dead bodies and skulls and oh, great documentaries, we right? Yeah. We got a lot we, of good we, stuff. We I would be confident to say that we, along with another friend or two of ours, yeah. have the best documentaries for the next for decade sure. in our. We have that. Right. Like, for sure. We'll be the guys. You release it. Where you're sitting in your living room going, oh, I remember oh, I sitting at the guys. table with these yeah, guys. Yeah. I, that's, I, I know that that's to be important, true. That's important, 100%. Because like, uh, I started doing this because uh, I was on, on the road with Monster painting at all the concerts and stuff, and COVID hit. So I was like, all right, let me do this pot, not podcast, this live stream for Monster. And it's just my friends. So, so far, it's been over a year, right? I've never invited anyone that's not a friend. Right. It's, we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. We're not there mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But it's right. all friends. Right. And it's, it's just like I said, sharing experiences that I have with these people, and I want to let people enter that experience. Mm -hmm. I want them to take something away from it, right? And it, and it should be humorous and or educational, interesting, right. whatever. Yeah. And I got no fucking format. I don't. People go, why don't you promote it? I promote it a day or two in advance because I don't think I'm good enough to promote it yet. Like. When I'm good, I'll promote it, right? Right. This is fucking all training. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Right. So it's just for us and our friends. And, you know, we got 60,000 views on something. That's amazing. You know, like, right. I, I, I thought a couple hundred people. You know, we get like 5,000 to 60,000. But that's what, it, for me, it's just like 
bringing people into this genre, this uh, experience, right. showing them something that's kind of cool, interesting, or funny, and hopefully they take something back from that and they do something better with it, you know? Sure. Better than what we do with it. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. Um, for me, for this thing, it's about a lot about what you guys said, but also for me is that there is not a single person that is not interesting in some way. No, 100%. Right? I don't give a shit if it's the stalker at Walmart. 100%. Right? <laughs> they might have a story. meth story that will fucking curl your toenails. <laughs> so I, I, to me, partially... I, I want to get, I don't get sidetracked because I don't forget. Yeah. I, but like, <laughs> you, what you said, I was at uh, Venice Beach painting the breakwater and the cops came, they rolled on us and we, I dipped in these fucking rocks and this dude's like, there's a homeless dude. I'm like, I mean, shut the fuck up. And the cops are there. And he's like talking. I'm like, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, did it? And he starts talking. He's like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Graffiti. I'm like, yeah, my fuck, it's graffiti. Shut up. <laughs> and he goes, mm-hmm. and he was a, a savant. He started going, Taki, 103, New York. 153. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I start talking to this dude. He's a stock exchange dude that can't live in the world. He's, he said he had, I believe everything he said. Right. He said right. he had millions. He had a yeah. family. And he's homeless and he's on the streets now because he can't deal with society. And, like, he's whatever. But he knew his – he read to me verbatim the New York Times article about Taki. He said it. Just off the off, off his, his head. Wow. And I, I started picking subjects like, hey, Karen. Like, da da I'm like, he was a fucking dude, a genius. It was amazing. I sat there till daylight. The cops left. They didn't find me. I sat there till daylight just talking to this dude. And I was amazed. And I was like, bro – why can't you fucking go make a million dollars and get in, get in a house? He goes, I can. I can't keep it. I can't I can't function with the family. I can't whatever. I'm like, so can I give you a couple thousand and make me a million? He's like, probably. But you got to know when to take it because I'm going to lose it all. <laughs> 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 but it was brilliant, bro. It was yeah. amazing. But the, like you said, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to, man. Right. You never know who you're talking to. Right. And in these conversations, part of it, it's like um, you have an expectation. Right, like so, when Big Lux comes in and the guest's name is Big Lep, everyone's got Big in front of their fucking name. You kind of have an idea, like, ah, oh, there might be some fucking fisticuffs, maybe a prison story, a little bit of this and a shank and a. Mm, 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 mm. And then you know you have the fun part where Steve's like, he can't say the whole thing. He's like, I don't know, the bros are, you know. You got to read between the lines. But then also, there's places where. I can ask a question about like, you know, um, have you ever dealt with you yeah. know somebody who is maybe a pretentious art snob, yeah. right? And what is your <laughs> thought about that? And start investigating the other parts that are really what these people are really going 100%. through, right? And you know, one of the best things about having conversations with you, Risk, is that it can go anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's in a, in a it's way. It's kind of like your art. Dude, think about that. Right. You look at his art. He's like a fucking, like, I don't know what's coming next. And you can't put a finger on him, dude. And that's kind of like, because he can do anything with anything. Right. Well, that comes from graffiti and comes from, you know, I think the strongest form, the strongest aspect of a real graffiti artist is adaptation, right? You can adapt. You know, I got to work with the wall. It's half a wall or a pipe or this or that, you know? So we just got to work with what we have, you know, always, right? My, these stencils, people are like, 
where'd that come from? Like milk crates, mm -hmm. carrying my cans, doing the patterns on the wall, you know, whatever. It all comes from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. We get older, we get refined, we get money, we can make our own stencils. Cool. But they came from something, a milk crate, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Tracy, how many people have you killed? <laughs> yeah. And are you currently on parole right. many, or have yeah. you discharged parole? I mean, First have you been I'm accused? Italian. Oh, no. I'm Italian. Hey. Okay. So, so you killed a lot of people. I can only, so I can only discuss two. I can only discuss the two that everybody knows about. Yeah. But the rest is, you know, secret. Yeah. <laughs> They're buried. Right. Buried. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so for me also... You know, uh, talk about talk about uh, uh, you know the friend with the conversation, where we were asked point blank, what, what do you want to do? And you were talking about how you want to build a community. Uh, you want to sell lots of fucking corporate. See, but I was kind of, I was talking, and I'm sure Risk gets this. I'm sure Risk gets unsolicited advice and all this other shit all the time because people are like, you know, I got an idea for you, Elizabeth. And I was talking to, we were talking to an, an agent who was talking to us about the podcast and they were like, you know, giving us some ideas about what to do and whatever. And, and um, then the, the, the guy just point blank asked me, like, what do you want to, what are you trying to do with this podcast? Right. He was yeah. right? the guy that's deep in the game. Yeah. And he's like, uh, content with network. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just told him straight up, I want to build a community. Yeah. That's what I really want to do. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, right. We talked about grassroots and stuff like that. Right. But like, that's kind of what I said earlier. Like, the reason I don't promote this or anything is because I don't think I'm good enough yet. So this is a, that's a training period for me, right? Right. And it's, it's, it's working out well. I'm, I'm liking it. That's the key to know if you like something first, right? I don't know if I like this. Now I do like it. Now I'm enjoying it, right? Yeah. It started as a fucking party, bro. <laughs> It started out, I was like, I got so fucking drunk. It's still like, a party. Halfway through, I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Next time I we come back, I want to get to that. I, like, the first two were terrible. It's called happy hour to cover like, that up. Yeah, like, people are fucking hey. on the phone and doing the interview. Yeah. Listen, Tracy, let me tell you something. I've been wanting to tell you something for a long time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Let, let me talk, let me talk, we, and then you can talk. We got to finish the show. But after I started taking it seriously, I started realizing, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Everything changes, right? Everything changes. Always changes. Look, look at our lives, bro. Like, you know, uh, I partied hard when I was a kid. You know, yeah. that, like, uh, things change, bro. Everything master changes. change or change will master you. Yes, 100%. Right. Yeah. Hey, Natalie. You want to come on? Natalie, come over here. Natalie walking we'll around in her black outfit. Trying to. You sure want to know something? I wanted to say something to you. Yeah, I want to say something to you, Risk. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was stressed out uh, on the way over here. I was stressed out because I ran into all this, um, all this traffic, right? Yeah. And and I I don't like being late. I certainly don't like being late when it comes to my partners. But we got risk, and so I send a group text to him and risk, and I'm like. Dude, I'm not going to be there at 5, but I will be there as soon as I can. He always seems to show up once the setup is done. Yeah, right, all right, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, sure enough, I hear the little ding message come in on my phone, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, this is going to be like a, something not so good for my partner. Like, he's going to be pissed or he's a little bit, <laughs> she's going to, you know, shoot something. But it's risk, and he's like, ah, no worries, you know, like, whatever. And, and then I get here, and it's like, like anytime I'm here, even when there's a lot going on, risk is kind of like walking around, kind of like 
aloof, like in his, <laughs> on his own schedule. No matter what's going on, he's kind of like, oh yeah, he's having a conversation, and oh well, yeah, and then like, I need a drink, or like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, he's just, and everybody else kind of like, but it's, I say that to say that like, part of that, like I want, like I'm just finding that now. I'm just finding out how valuable that is now. But it's kind of like, I don't know, Riz. Like, I think that's I, the secret to his success. What do you it's mean? It's definitely like, part of it. Well, I Adam? mean, here we are working. We've had like five, ten different projects happening. Don't, don't act like you're shy. Stop. <laughs> happening at, you know, all at once. And um, I think that's what makes us uh, keep the pressure down on all the expectations that people automatically just assume that we have just because it's a wrist rock studio. So right. for him to take it, like just, he's so organic. He's just, uh, you know, he moves around on his own pace. And, you know, it when it comes to the, comes to him, an idea, then he'll walk back into the studio and then we're ready for him. So like we give him his space for him to like grow within his own imagination for him to say, okay, what are we working on? Okay, let's do this one first. And, well, then, he'll, and then he'll walk away. Like, that's badass. Like, that's, that's grace under pressure, bro. I'm stressed the fuck out. I mean, he so makes like, it look so, so easy. Like, okay. I make it look like nothing. And then I'm like, oh. Right, so, right. Like, well, guess, so, well but, because or, even before, I'm talking about 20, 25 years yeah. ago. You saw me I'd be at risk is broken. We'd be at risk booth at Magic, right? And risk booth would be banging like everybody's lying, writing orders, right? And risk is like completely detached from the booth. You have to be. Like everything's going on. And like risk is like talking to. He's talking like the dude that's fucking handling cleaning the carpet in the corner. He's got like a drink in his hand. He's waving. Like, he's like, yeah, we'll take that one. Yeah, 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 whatever. And then like, then, hey, Riz, come on, we're going to go over here. And he like walk he away from his booth for, for, for drinks. Yeah, we'll take that one. No, yeah. on that one. Yes, on that one. But then, it could be two years later. And you go by Riz's booth. Yeah. And their booth ain't doing shit. The whole fucking brand is like questionable. Like, they're in court. Like, he's like, and there's like, but. Risk is insane. He's the exact same dude. That's right. right. He's just like yeah. over there with the drink, like, oh yeah, I don't, like, what do you, what, you know, like, he's consistently, like, it looks like you're not stressed out. That's what it looks like from the outside. Just like, he kind of just like goes with the flow, and everybody just kind of like, right. they figure it out around risk. Well, you have to. I don't know, bro. Not a lot of people operate who's the, like that, who's, bro. Okay, so there's that's the crew, but who's the stress case? Who's stressing for risk? Risk is doing his thing, and he's not. Who's the one that stresses? <laughs> that guy, that guy over there. Right? right? That the guy. guy who needs a pack of a carton of cigarettes in the yeah. nature? That guy? Yeah, with 10 packs. With 10 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> Usually it's like this. Yeah. Yeah, he's always he's always doing wait this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta say this. It's about to go down, like run. If I don't add this piece of it into it, this is the great businessman, bro. Yes. That is that no matter what was going on, like me and a seven, if we were like, dude, what and he'd be like, no matter what was going on, you had people taking care of it. Yeah. You didn't physically like have to do it. Like you're like, yeah, they're gonna figure. But like me and Esteban would trip it up because me and Esteban are like we're like trying to set up the booth with drill guns and shit. No, but you, but you didn't see that. I built the booth beforehand, so you didn't see that. I built, oh, okay. I built my booth right. in the studio. So I was like yeah. fucking going nuts. What? And after I built the booth, I take a picture. I'm like, I'm going to build this. Like, I'm done. <laughs> but I, dude, I built this. I almost killed somebody. Like, the, the thing fell. Like, there were two-story booths. 
Almost killed two people. See that? He almost killed two people. I did. But true too. But true too. But true too. He was ahead of the game though with like, he hired attorneys. Why all of us were getting like fucked? Risk already knew. I had attorneys. Attorneys, paperwork, like all that. Like we were all like running it was around, a good shooting man. each other. They know the law. They you know you need an attorney. He under, you need, he a, you need a lawyer, man. That's I, I, rolling. I figured I'd counterfeit right. real quick, bro. Because yeah. nobody, none of us were making. <laughs> hey, because none of us were making money. Yeah. And risk was. Yeah. Right. We were like, wait a second. All right, let's cut the shit. But what is one thing that you're like? Like, that's got to be it. <laughs> Who the fuck left that? We got to have, there's got to be one thing, Risk, where it's like, you are like, for sure, the Stalin. There's no way you can fuck that piece up. What is that for you? Uh, I do not recall. No. Now, come on, Natalie. Don't, don't bullshit No, us. listen. No. I, I like my shit clean. No. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's all different. Like, it's weird, bro. I go through modes. You know, right now I'm in a very, like, we're fucking organized. If I show you guys what we did. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm like, look at the tape. It's from one quarter to three inches. Like, all this weird shit. <laughs> and if someone puts a quarter tape in the inch slot, I'm going to go nuts. Like, right. Yeah. I love that. But, Listen, Special K is my assistant in my law office. So he sees when I fucking lose my shit. Right? Right, Special yeah. K? Yeah. Dude, Special K. My wife, who's also my law partner, right? Yeah. Okay. She's got a big glass window. She can see Special K at the back of his head, right? <laughs> and two days ago, and something he makes went, one wrong move. Oh, oh, bro. bro. Oh. His wife. Oh. I, I get on my best behavior around his wife, dude. She's oh. no. Stalin. Stalin. But the other day, um, I was comp- I was getting pissed off about the fact that our YouTube live for the podcast. I've been talking about it for like three fucking months, yeah. eight months, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking 2021. Like, how is it that it's still hard to figure out? Like, how the fucking we got five Wi-Fi, we got all this shit. And I, and and then and then like Special K was there and he's like, you know, I, I don't, I think. And I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> it's like we're in a fucking Russian submarine that's fucking. Not working and we're leaking radiation. And like, isn't that true, Special K? Yeah, Special K yeah, was like, yeah. okay, well, I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. So yeah, because I feel like everyone, if you're passionate about something, right? There's no way. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I have a, I have a fucking short short fuse, right? Yes. So I, I understand. Like, I lose That's it. I, I lose it bad. That. Like, Lucky knows me. I, I lose yeah. it. Yeah. I I, I, go, I resort to swinging. Like, so right. I know. I just have to like shut the fuck up and walk away. Because if I lose my temper, I can't stop. Right. But I could definitely control my temper easily. Dude, that's now. like the Hulk. It's like you don't want to see me now. When I, I can control, control, control my temper, but I can't control it when I lose it. Right. So. A lot of times we're walking away, looking like, yeah. "Oh, wrist is cool." That's because I'm fucking. <laughs> he's I'm trying to stamp out the fuse when he's walking away. He's yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. walk no, away." You know what? Though, get crazy up I here. get. Uh, well, I've seen that happen with you, but I get that because once I've committed to having now, if you've made me do all this, if yeah. you've made me commit to, like everybody's getting punched. Everybody's getting hit. I love when Steve does nuts. Steve goes down. Yeah, let me tell you something. You're already there, dude. Like when I see red, I'm seeing red, dude, until everything settles down. Look at it. Let me tell you something. When Steve's got a look in his eye, (laughs) and dude, I've seen guys like like their whole mood just changes because Steve's like, 
he can take a lot of shit. Now he's like, all right, man, what the fuck is this? Shit? Man, fuck that shit, man. That? And that's normal <laughs> level pissed off. Mm-hmm. But then there becomes a fucking. You have to understand what state he's in, too, though, because I've seen. <laughs> I've seen his eye change. I've seen his eye change. I've bro. seen some different states. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Look at this man. Some of like, states. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Come on, brother. Man, he's seen me out there, bro. He's seen me a million different ways, bro. He's seen me every st- every lucky there is. I know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, all my, they're all my boy. No. But I'm just saying, I love when you get that look in your eye when you ain't fucking around anymore. That's when you realize like something, something could happen. Like, hey, hey it's enough with the about, joke. Something you could about happen. Lucky's. Lucky's very good. Uh, Polly B. Mouthpiece. Right. Something I respect tremendously. Mm-hmm. Way with words. Right. Lucky. Way with words. Absolutely. Uh, these guys, uh, Stevon, way with words. Right. These guys, these I, I grew up with, that. my brothers, and I love the way they always had a way with words. I'm like, yeah. Few words are powerful words. Right. But you can take it to the fucking bank when they say something. Oh, it's yeah. going down. Right. So when Lucky said, well, you better step back because this is going to happen. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone else says it. You're like, all right, yeah, come on. Yeah. You know, we, you know what I, I love about Esteban more than anything else? Dude, you want You want what I love about Esteban more than anything? Mm. That dude. Can fucking roast a motherfucker like no one's dude. business, right? Oh, dude, he got to watch him fucking. <laughs> Come on. I tell you, Esteban on Pauly B oh, was the yeah. part of the hardest roasting I've ever witnessed. Oh, bro. swear to and God, and relentless, right? Uh, uh, brutal, brutal, bro. Brutal like, to brutal, the point, bro. like, listen, I could take a lot of shit. I'd, I'd result. I'd, I'd fuck up and fight a homeboy. I'd be like, all right, fuck it, I'm going outside. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had Pauly be like. Like almost sincere. Oh, he had him leave and not talk to him for months. I mean, that should happen oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, Polly lived with me, right? So, yeah. Polly come on, like, what's up with someone? Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's so good. For some, like, but think of, you know what, dude? Why does that reason so good at it? Dude, he, for some reason. Because he looks over here, he says it, he goes, and you're like, what did you say? Right. What do you say? You're but right. Why is it that right? Way. Why is it like you don't want Esteban doing you wrong? You're like, all right, that's cool. Just can miss me with it. You don't want well, Esteban it's, doing it's, you wrong because it's, it's like somehow some he's way, your peaceful he's like, Buddha, bro. He's up. a dude that's like he's a peaceful Buddha. The dude you love, you you want to do right by him. Mm-hmm. You just so wrong. You're like, damn, really? What? <laughs> yeah, right. man, he's good at that shit. He'll fuck right. you up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he'll get the last word and have you. I don't know. Hey, and you gotta hey, pay attention. He's gonna put you on blast right? too. No, he will like put you on blast. I mean, Stevan, I'll, 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 I'll yeah. talk shit about someone. Stevan will think, "Hey, so Rissy just said you said that." Exactly. That's it. He's like, "Wait, right, homie?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah, yeah." That's what I said. Or it'd be like that. Oh, all of a sudden, I'll never let him do that one. I'm like, nah. Cause yeah. I know it's coming, like so. Right, right, listen, right. I got show me because of Stevan, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that because Stevan had that, and I thought right. it was best tattoo. Because Stevan, we used to talk shit to people, and he'd be like, "He's like, show me." And he'd right. like, yeah. said, he just said, me and him would just start laughing. So Stop I was like, talking. I gotta get that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So funny, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, thing. man. You know, uh, I think too. I think we, we, you know, Chumahan. You brought it up, Chumahan, and we have talked about it. So, man, there's the there's there's the the whole West Side thing that you want to do, which I think is like something we should discuss more. Kind of like a risk show, 
He wanted to do some. I, I also the Poly B thing. No, 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 no. I definitely. I, we were talking about maybe doing a Venice thing or something like that, and maybe going deep. Bagel like, just did a great article. You see the big Bagel's article? I don't know what he just wrote it. Yes. It yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope. I mean, I definitely think uh, building out some stories that 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 are going to be lost to time. Listen, man. As an American Indian, I can tell you straight up, it's really important to record a lot of these stories because once they're gone, they they're are gone. gone. Yeah. And one of the important things that you were talking about in terms of art or just expression is while it can be you didn't give it enough time yeah. you know, to reinvent or reuse or recycle or whatever it is, if the stories are gone, then you can't do that for the next generation. Yeah. And it's... I, I, I think, man... Southern California in the 20th century, I mean, maybe in the 21st too, we don't know, but at least in the 20th century, Southern California might be the epicenter of what everybody will consider was American culture someday in the future. They will look back at this. Well, it'll all be Southern California culture, right? It'll definitely be in the history books. I'm telling you right now, a lot of the things that go on I was telling somebody this the other day that one of the things that makes Southern California and the West Coast, and this is my opinion, and if you want to fucking holler at me and say it's bullshit because you're from New York, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. But the point of the matter is, is that on the West Coast, you've gotten as far away from European influences as you can. And I'm not saying get rid of them. Yeah. I'm just saying that they've blended more by the time in New York. That's why it's called New fucking York. Yeah. Because there was an old York. Lucky, were you from New York ever? I lived out there for a you minute. You did, right? Yeah, I have family out there. So when I met you, you were from New York? No. No, yeah. but, no you came from New York. <laughs> when I met you, I just moved back from New York. No, right. Uh, right, right, right. Right. Because yeah. yep. you, Lucky the Graffiti. I, yeah, I went out there for He wrote prize one. You're, what? You're a, you're a, Wait, yeah. what? Does it say that? <laughs> Wait, you were a graffiti artist? No, you were a writer? I wasn't. He's, prize a, one? he's a tagger. I was. A, I think I drew a few things. A few things. Prize one. Few things. And, and hey, lucky you turned red. You turned yeah, red. Yeah. This was. This was. This was right when I met Marcel. Right. I got turned out for a second too. Prize one. Can't lie, dog. Got turned out. Was that? Fucking, hey, lucky. I, I know you as prize wild one. Wild style. I know right? Esteban and Steve-O, So come on. Yeah. yeah Esteban yeah. was what? Uh, that's his story. <laughs> prize one, bro. Like prize one with a W, like I won a prize or prize no, no, numerical? No, no, no. Prize with the number one. You were the P-R-I-Z-E number one prize. One. You weren't the booby prize. No. <laughs> you were the number one, but look at that. Then you went from prize to prize one. Prize one. <laughs> it all lasted about the total of two weeks. Right. Right. Cause I like, think there's one piece yeah. on a piece of paper and uh but you know. Man, I wish I had that piece. Yeah. My, actually, my mom, I think that piece is somewhere. I have that. I'll buy it. That's hilarious. I'll trade whatever. I got it. You know what? That it. is legendary. <laughs> That's legendary. That is legendary. I'm going to get it. It's in my, it's in my, I've got it. Dude, I'm away. seeing a whole fucking merch line. Prize one. <laughs> fucking shirts, right? P1, baby. P1. Man, these people don't know, like, our family goes back. You know, like, beer nuts, like. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so back, man. Either you really like, uh, either you lived it. By the way, when, when he was prize, I was surf. There. I wrote surf when he wrote. That, that goes way before risk. Surf? 
I was yeah. So what was so, the thing? No, on I was that? I was no. Maybe I was Cajun. He was prize. I think that makes I, I might have been Cajun, and then I was surf. Then I was risk. That's how far back that is. Yeah. Cajun. I like oh, that. Damn. Yeah, bro. I met. Yeah. I met Kelly in like. Eighty-two. Yeah. Like tenth grade. Man, tenth grade. The beginning of high school. What is that? Sophomore. <sighs> yeah. Jesus sophomore. H Christ. Yeah. Long time. Right. Oh, ninth grade. <laughs> Man. I met this dude and he had a big old fight. <laughs> the night we met, yeah. I meet him at in, in Hollywood and I'm rolling with the beer nuts up to yeah. this party up there and, and he's there and, and dude, he fucking dude, I mean, we were in there for like it was a cool party. We're in there a matter of ten minutes. Right. And he like comes by, you know, and he's like I think he said something to sell or something. Hey, I gotta go out here or something. And, right. And boom, like everybody files out the door. And so I was like, you know, we're all we all know him. So yeah. as soon as he goes, we're like, well, right. Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm still a believer. Your enemy is my enemy. Like yeah. we roll together. <laughs> right. We together. We together. Right. And uh, dude, he gets into it with this dude, bro. And like they got some old beef, and we don't really know what it's about. <laughs> But there's very little talking, and boom, <laughs> they start going at it. But this is a, you just don't see type of fights a lot. They usually end up on the ground. These dudes are slanging and slanging, like, boxing, yeah. throwing. Jeez. Dude, they're throwing bombs, bro. <laughs> but some of them are landing. And I'm like, we're all like, kind of, you know when people are like all moving around the fight? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and I'm watching like his homeboy. Oh, you know, like, yeah, but everybody, but dude, it's like a fight. It was like, um, it was like in The Godfather. When James Conn's beating dude's ass from one end of the street to the other, right, right. right. crashing into fucking door fronts, window, <laughs> car, trash, and like a pinball, right? I'm like, goddamn, but now he's fucked up, dude. And they take a break just to breathe, right? Right? Was, like, dude, his eyes, he is fucked up. The other guy's fucked up too, yeah. but I'm guy. And so when we break, no, it happened. Like, he got me off the curb, bro. He rolled me off the curb and it hit my eye. Oh. I remember looking up all you guys. I looked at cartoon, dude. It on, was and you looked like a monster. Oh. And, and I was, was like, it was a good so I, I looked at him. I saw seven of them and one in the middle. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> dude. He was. It was. And I thought right then, I thought it's over. It's a wrap, dude. Like this right. is gonna call it a wrap. You know, whatever. I kind of wanted it to be over at that point, dude. <laughs> Dude, the other guy wanted it to be over too. <laughs> right. Dude, he wouldn't let up, dude. It was on and nobody could stop him. Dude. And he fought, dude, he fought. I was like, God damn. I put this dude in the hospital, but I almost killed him. At, I'm at the end of this one thing, I'm like, I had just met him. I'm like, this fucking <laughs> guy's got some set of balls on He's him. big too, right? He's a big dude. Yeah. I was like, I just hadn't seen a lot of dudes like that look like Kelly. That were really down about like you know I was like that kind of hard. I got a moment of clarity just from that you know. But I remember I was like I liked him right after that. I was like he's a down ass man you know. Yeah. And then every time we saw him, uh, you know, it, it, it was just all good, bro. Yeah. I didn't even know about him as an artist at that point in time. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Just all hanging. Man. But we go back, bro, and from that point on. There was many episodes. There was many a nights fucking off on ventures, you know, stuck, stranded, right? Couches, chicks, fucking 
hotels, motels, stolen New cars, York, guns, high speed chases. Man, I mean, dude, it was sounds like, like a tagline for a great movie. <laughs> we're a fucking is crazy, bro. Man, it crazy. was chicks. We, it we, was hotels. It was couches. You know what I thought? I, I put this post up the other day. Yeah. It's a, it was a hard luck post, and it says, "I've been doing a lot of whatever the fuck I want to do." my whole life or like for the last couple of centuries or whatever, yeah. right. right? Decades. And it, it ha- like when I think back, as Stevan was saying it to me, we were looking at old ass pictures and he goes, bro, dude, we fucking, people don't understand what we were doing, oh, man. Bro. Like they can't do what we did. Bro. Like we were the dudes doing this, right? And he was like, I was looking back and it was like missed on me maybe. Like, like not missed on me but like the way he said it made me think and I was like yeah you just don't know it when you're in it right yeah right that's the point the focus the focus isn't that you're doing you're having your time you're doing your thing but you're just being cool and not even knowing how cool you are or 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 (laughs) just doing what you want but not thinking about it that way it's 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 I think it's a lot I I I think it's a lot to have to navigate through Los Angeles, if you're our age and you grew up in time we did, right? to navigate. And when I say navigate, that means that maybe somebody like us, you got friends that are drug addicts and maybe you do experiment with them. You got friends that are gang members and you spend time and you do it with them. You right. got friends, that, okay? So you're navigating through a, through a world. Not getting caught up in the web, right? And not getting right. caught up. It, you, by the way, you're burying your friends. Each one of those is a vein. Not only, it down. And it's something just to make it, but I'm not even just saying make it. To make it in business and stay on track through all right. that and actually get to a place where you have a body and you can be there to appreciate it, that's hard to do, man. I've seen a lot of guys do a lot less that aren't here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But to navigate through it, like, this is, you know, and this is and why you gotta re, you gotta fucking respect like an Esteban. You gotta respect the cartoon. Like yeah, these dudes won. have had to navigate through a lot of shit that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Just, but but to yeah. add to what you're saying too, because it wasn't just navigating in a like small way. It was being a target navigating. Like you were you were it wasn't you weren't hiding. You see what I mean? Like, he's fighting in the streets. You're fucking a big dude. I'm saying, like, in some ways. We never hit. We were, we were a lot The navigating <laughs> right through the traps. A lot of fucking traps. A lot of places you could get stuck in all those worlds. And on top of that, be seen while you're doing it. You know what you're getting at is, is the bottom line is, if you're a fucking fake, if you're just a fucking, if you're not who you say you are, yeah. by the time you've gotten here, yeah. right, you're not here. We already found out. You're, you just yeah. don't make it here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't fake it you in Los fake. Angeles. You can't fake the funk in Los Angeles. That long. Right. You can't, dude. You can't be in front of everybody. Right. A fraud. Like, you yeah. know by this point in time. Someone's going to call you out. You would have already you robbed yourself? them. You yeah. did that. Someone you called you out. Those and, people. And you someone watched how you handled yourself. Right. right. I got called out. I was a white boy. A right. small white boy. Right. I got called out a lot. Right. I immediately went to the fist. Right. That was my go-to. Right. Especially in like the what we how we were coming up, yeah. it's all about like ego, the best. Like you're walking around with the fucking nickname, you know who does that? You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. So yeah. it's it's to 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 to, to kind of go through it is not an normal. You're like you, you think you're something special, like you might you know this is what I bring to the table, like to navigate that through and not get caught up. Yeah, and I did get caught up in some yeah. places. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? But here we are today, right? 
I think it's um I know do I know dudes from like really, really active neighborhoods. Yeah. Dudes that have made it out. And some of these neighborhoods are like and I'm talking about like where it's just on and like super cracking. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And for those dudes to live to like fifty years old, yeah. you're right. like Yeah. He knows that this dude is like no, hey, that's funny like, that you said it because, like, like you said, you know, I'm glad you said that. It looks like I'm drinking my hand. I'm all cool. Mm-hmm. Like I pride myself in like being like an OG, right? Even before I was OG, I wanted to be an OG. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking on trade shows. Like everything's cool, and mine's going like here. But I'm like everything's cool. But what you said, like, I looked at all these OGs that I knew, right? And I was like, what would that dude do? He'd be like, fuck it, eh? Like he'd be handling it on this side. And portraying this on this side. Right. Like he ain't sweating shit. But like, don't let him see his sweat. Don't right let him see his sweat. Right. Fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think we all did that. I, I absolutely did at times. Yeah. And But I think, that, listen, there's no shame in that. I think we made it, you know? Like, Cartoon taught absolutely. me that. Cartoon taught me that. I was like, that's another, that's your guy's story. But, like, Cartoon taught me. I was like, what? what, what? And I was like, oh, that. And it's true, and it's not fake it so you make it. That's that's a miscon- misconception, misinterpretation. Right. Because it's not fake it so you make it. It's like putting out there what you want. That's what it really is. It's putting out what you want, manifesting it. Right, and and not trying to hide behind waiting for a perfect situation or the right oh, elements to come no. together. But somebody's saying, "Is that what you want?" And 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 putting your shit on the bottom line and going for it. And you know, people get confused. They go, "Oh, it's monetary." Like, no, it's not that I want this compound, these cars, and shit like that. It's like I want this lifestyle. This this. It's a different thing, man. It's not right. monetary, but like, it's a fine line, bro. It's a fine line because, like, you know. Anyway, you get it. I do. You know what? You know what uh, was interesting, right, cool. and, and I wanted bye, to say bye, bye Tracy. Nice to see you. Listen, you need an attorney. I know. Is is I? I remember when Chumon uh, interviewed Marcel. Yeah. And they talked about um, he. I remember him really dragging out and really wanting to hear Marcel's story about how he decided to bomb Uni High. Yeah. And what he was yeah. doing in preparation. Yeah. He's like, so what do you do? Do you uh, go sketch it out yeah. or do? You, he's like, I do the drawing. Right. And he was like mesmerized that this kid didn't exactly know what graffiti was except yeah. through a different yeah. but he was sprung and was yeah. like had this idea and was gonna risk being expelled and all this shit is like the young kid and I remember like he was like he was like um, you were just so moved by Marcel that he would like decide to do this shit right you know what's great about that, that you know what's great about that and taking chances yeah. like that like right. really living like that's, that's the type of shit you were doing I haven't seen this podcast yet I'm gonna watch it for sure cause Marcel's my boy he's my brother I love him yeah. oh, but you know what's great about that people don't know that that slash piece is one of the most influential pieces <sighs> of my life so that, that, that happened that's a thing and um What's really unique about that was he's a punk rock kid when he did that. Yes. He wasn't yes. hip hop. Yes. Right. So people don't understand that. Yeah, Everyone dude. started doing graffiti in LA for hip hop. No. Marcel did it as a punker kid, rebelling, but what his name was Slash. Right. Mm-hmm. And the colors were red, white, and blue. Right. Yeah. They were not hip hop. Right. It's a very important piece. 
I talk about it all the time. No one ever gets it, but it's a super important piece, and he's a super important dude. But yeah, I'm glad you guys dude, talked about that. Dude, that, that I, I talked about on the show. That was the first piece that I'd ever seen done by somebody that I was talking to. Right. And when I looked at it, bro, it wasn't hip hop, bro. It looked like punk rock. It looked like punk rock graffiti. Right. Yeah. The lines yeah, were, yeah. Rock and roll the lines were sharp. There's no right. bubbles and stars. Right. Right. So there's no fruity colors. Right. I love fruity colors. Don't I get me wrong. I know. But uh, it was red, white, and blue, or red, white, and black, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was a hard piece, but it was a fucking piece. And it was a badass piece. And it was a loud and proud piece. Like, I love that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. I just didn't know that that was, that you could do that with a, like, that's where I was at with it. I, I was like, you did, how did, how? But what? also, so Uni High, you, so Uni had all those weird bricks that, I guess, they build this kind of shit, institutional shit, that they keep, don't do graffiti on it. Right, 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 right. Which is awesome, because it <laughs> takes a longer to buff it. Right, there you go. Yeah, but that was it. I was like, dude, he did it on the wall, because I, I went to like center block and flat walls, I'm like, he did it on this fucked up wall. Brilliant. Like, it was, everything about it blew me away, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's to me a really special story. Well, so I got the uni, I got the uni hype newspaper because I went to uni at that time mm-hmm. with that piece on the cover. Dude, man, I have that. Look. But the reason why I was I wanted to draw it out even more and to really look at how much of a risk it was for a young person. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like a seasoned artist who's been through some stuff and do something. But it's another thing to take a chance when it's not already a thing everywhere yeah. that everyone he else didn't is even doing. know how it was gonna how he was gonna do it yeah. right and and, I'm, and i was trying to i try to like you know uh try to help younger people try to really expand what it really means if you're really going to do something that bold yeah that there's no safe way no comfortable way that you're going to achieve whatever it is you think you're going to achieve. Yeah. Safely. No Safely. way. No fucking he way, did, he man. Did, he did a podcast recently. Uh, and he was talking about, like, uh, we got busted, right? Painting together. And the cops were like, paint WCA or TBN on his back. And so I'm like, nah, it's my homie. I won't do it. They go, we're go- you're going to jail. I'm like, take me to jail. And we're like, motherfucker, just ride on my back so we can go home. I'm like, all right, cool. So I tagged his back, right? He was talking about it. Like, such great stories. Like, that's before cops would kill you. <laughs> right, right. That was, a, that, I mean, it was all different. But I'm just saying, like, in today's world, you know, where everything's got a seminar. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I, I, dude, you ever just go online and it's like a seminar for this and a seminar for that. And, like, you're going to be able to take a class and then somehow, I mean, I'm not against school. I went to fucking school. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's a point at which these artificial environments are not going to deliver to you what only your soul can do right hey brother you you were not thinking you were not even considering some borders that were going to stop you from doing no nah, bro okay, right right so i went to jail every weekend right local lockup right mm-hmm. i went to county for 45 days i was like oh my life changed i was like all right cool I had it made in there because I did the Michael Jackson video so all the Venice dudes had my back. I was drawing on their envelopes. Everything was cool as fuck. But I realized, I'm like, this is boring. I got it made in jail, but it's boring. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do this. So I was a little different. I wasn't petrified of jail. I had it made. I knew I didn't want to be there. Right. Changed my life. I, every weekend, they picked me up. On Thursday or Friday, they picked me up. They all, all the cops knew me. They picked me up and I go stay till Monday, whatever. It was a joke to me. Was, was, I, I actually enjoyed it. 
little break. A little break. <laughs> when I went to county for 45 days, after a week, I'm like, this isn't cool. <laughs> right, right. It's not cool. It was never cool. And then... But you've been, you've been doing fucking shit that you just decided you were going to do, and, and that's what happened. And, and there was no... You know, and that's why you're there. I mean, I, I remember Esteban, me and Esteban, like, I remember Esteban coming to my neighborhood first. Yeah. With his camera? Yeah. And being like, hey, dog, get your homeboys together. Like, hey, you know, this, you know, like taking pictures. And then we were somewhere else at somebody else's neighborhood. And he was like, and like gang members had not had their pictures. Like right. people weren't even going to approach a gang yeah, member, let alone ask, hey, can all you homies take your shirts off, and put some guns up? And let me, like yeah, all that. And they all did. But this was a vision. He saw the beauty. He saw all. Okay, of it. so his dad, right? So his dad started the movement, right? Sure. And that's that's awesome because, like, I think blood is thicker than anything in the world. So the fact that it's definitely gets all the props in the world to me because, like, I'm not going to name people that do that, but Stevan's the man to me, right? Like cartoon, jail mm-hmm. on tattoos. He's the man. There's a ton of people do whatever, like, whatever. But um, shout the, out to Stevan and cartoon. Love you guys. Soul assassin and, and Eriberto. So it's great, but like Esteban. And Angelica. <laughs> you guys done? Yeah, we're all done. <laughs> so Esteban had the, had the vision, but it's one thing that vision, it's one thing to pull to go through with it. Because like, I've been that dude in a lot of situations where like, you know, it's awkward and you just kind of like, uh, turn this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he kept pushing. He made it to where he goes to his neighborhoods down. They're like, hey, take my picture, homie. Turning tables is a, a powerful thing, bro. Yeah. Me, big hazard, throwing trash cans at me and trying to kill me and uh, 18th Street, step. Love you guys. Don't kill me. Like, all that shit that I had in the past to turn around and them saying, hey, I'm going to come paint the neighborhood. Yeah. Flip the script. That's a blessing. That's powerful. Sometimes that comes from just being around long enough. Like sometimes it's also about well, being consistent or consistent, being committed right. long enough, yeah. committed right. and consistent, right? Not just being around long. Enough. Sometimes people long around long enough, you want to just get rid of them, right? Right. No, it is consistent. Yeah. It's the same thing uh, with like our podcast. One of the reasons why it, it we've got so much training and we've gotten better, and one of the reasons why it's been getting stronger is because I mean, for almost two years now, twice a week we're dropping. Yeah, podcast twice yeah, we a week. Same stop. days we don't. Hey, that's skip. crazy because like I've done it for a year, and I'm fucking like, it's like I'm like damn. But I I, I hit people up two days before it. Right. And I I got some right. major fucking right guests, and they're like, seriously, bro? Three days? I'm like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to change. But kudos because it's it's a lot of work, bro. I didn't get this. Like I I did it as a on the whim in the beginning. Yeah. But as you go on, it's like, fuck, man. I, I have a, you know, I'm very lucky because lucky. for one, I'm very lucky. <laughs> for one, like there's a lot of creative writing and crafting and to this piece. You know, when you're introducing episodes and people like you really have to know how to write. Yeah. Chuman, luckily, is a fantastic writer. So he's able to write these great craft these great shows and every time it's talking about us and the show we have a great writer who's able to it's just awesome 
Then we have Sean, who's an audio technician. Yeah. Who's fucking publishing. Right? Yeah. Then we got a couple guys helping us out, like Kevin and Jose. Shout out to Jose. And Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus excuse shout me, out to Jesus. Jesus. And then, so we have a team of people helping out, but very lucky, man. I'm very lucky because it is a lot of work, man. And, and I know that, like, if I just had, like, if it was just me and Kevin, we wouldn't be giving it that. You wouldn't have the hard luck show. But it's really like the team, and, you know. How long has it been? It's been I always how long has it been? Almost, almost two, two years. Almost two years, man. Wow. Almost two years. And I'll tell you something. We've had this fucking show in about, like, eight different locations. Yeah. Right? What do you mean? It, look, it, okay, so, like, when we first started out, it was at my old law office. Right? Okay. I got my own fucking law. But you guys travel though with the show, right? Not normally, only oh, okay. for special guests. Only for guys yeah, like yeah. Risk. <laughs> only because we love gotcha, the fucking gotcha, house. Gotcha, yeah. right. so but for right. the most part, right? Yeah. For the most part, it's wherever we're at. For a while, we were up at that hotel. What the yeah, fuck was that hotel? Yeah, yeah, the fucking. Hey, I'd like you guys to do. We're a couple at your shows. hotel. We're at the hotel. We're at your hotel. Yeah, Mayfair. Yeah, yeah Mayfair. they gave us. A, they gave us a booth to do our the podcast. Booth, yeah, the, I, I designed that booth. That's Dude, what we were, we're doing the show, we bro. It was too small, show. huh? It was a that little bit, yeah. Small, yeah. We were going to move into that room, and we were about to start having guests that wanted COVID to, pay right. to watch yeah, the yeah. podcast go down live. We're going to do a whole thing. Dude, bro, bro. <laughs> risk. Yeah. Risk. Let me tell you something, man. And we got that spot ultimately. Yeah. You know, ultimately, that I got that spot for you. Yeah. Man. Oh, hey, hey, I'd like to extend this spot to you guys for artists. Like, do your podcast with artists here? Like, they'd be Fuck dope. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. Hey, yeah. I won't be involved at all, but that's going to be dope. Dude, I'm going to make that's going to happen. Your manager that's just made a happen. crazy look just now, bro. Right. Did you he was like, it's him? not in writing. Brian was like, that wasn't in writing. That's campfire talk. <laughs> Brian was like, that's campfire talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go eat tacos. All right. Hey, Risk. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Man. Love you guys. Hey, it's good to talk to you again. You too. All right. Is that it? Are we out? Yeah, we're out. We're going to eat tacos. All right. <laughs> All right. Next time I want like 20 minutes with Brian. Do it now. Yeah. Get in there. Come on. Get in there. Come on. Dude, you look like a sea captain from the Gordon Fish Sticks. Get over here. <laughs> Get over here.